Warning! This podcast contains hot takes, cliched opinions, and strong language. Welcome to Records and Bands. I'm Rob. As usual, Sam is up there. My baby brother, eating his chili up in Nempster. How you doing? Yeah, full. But yeah, good. Good. Yeah. You're always eating on this. I'm not always eating on this. I mean, at least it's not crisps, eh? Well, yeah, yeah. Chili's at least quiet in it. But um, Would you like to introduce our wonderful guest tonight? Welcome back, Jace. Jason Fletcher, you joined us for a Manix episode. What six months ago, and I guess the main part, the main reason we've got you back on is because we're going to talk about one of our favourite bands and a band who perhaps don't travel well outside of the three of us. I don't think, <laughs> at least in our circles. Yeah, I think that's. But we'll save that for a little. Uh... Yeah, we'll get to them later on. So. The first thing I wanted to quickly talk about was a couple of weeks ago, as this goes out, was 30 years since Generation Terrorists by the Manic Street Preachers. And obviously Jason was on to talk about like Manic's early days stuff on the last episode we did with him. And because of that anniversary, The Guardian did a top 30 list of all the Manic songs. And I just wanted to get your thoughts on it. Well, looking at it, like I don't think I necessarily disagree just the order's a bit weird, mm. isn't it? Like, yeah, like, Prologue to History is a brilliant tune, but it was a B-side, and it's certainly not their fourth best song. No. I'm just looking at it now, and I feel the same. There's some stuff on there like I really like. Your Love Alone is a great song, but is it the Manic's 11th best song? The So the Guardian published a list of the 30 best Manic songs. At number 10, they said, You Stole the Sun From My Heart, which would be nowhere near a Manic's list of anything, unless it was a list of the worst Manic Street Preachers songs. <laughs> Let's Go to War, I Don't Know, which is, that's off Futurology, is it? So that It's okay, but there's be- I think there's probably better songs on Futurology. Um, of Walking Abortions on there, number eight. Yeah, I think it's amazing. I wouldn't disagree with that. Peeled apples. If you tolerate this, your children will be next. You love us at five. Prologued history at four. Motorcycle emptiness at three. Design for life at two, and faster at one. I'd I'd be honest. If anyone says, I think you said on the last podcast, Sam, that if anyone says motorcycle emptiness isn't the Manic's best song, they got their head up their asses. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's a direct quote from Sam. That Jones. probably is. Yes. Yeah. But. I wouldn't go to war over faster being their best song, to be no. honest. I think those top I think the top three are probably right, aren't they? Yeah, it's, I just I'd look for it. There's quite a lot in that top thirty that are from later on. Yeah. Little baby, nothing's not in the list at all, is it? Which is mental. And I suppose like peeled apples being in the top ten is a bit like prologue to history. Like it's probably the best song on the on that album on the richie penned album that came out but is it in their top 10 best songs probably not ocean spray hit 14 yeah i mean it's it's nice and and, you know the sentiment of it's nice but it's definitely not 12 yeah so yeah i just wanted to touch on that quickly that was for our like in the news segment that we've been doing lately so the manics are in the news sorry if you've covered this but like there's songs on there that I've never heard of. like Yeah, but that's the fucking Guardian, isn't it? Well, yeah, I guess. Yeah. Like, I, I've i never seen 
a billion barrels fate in the sun even regarded as like a good manic you know it's an album track it's fine but it's certainly not i wouldn't put it top 30 right so this is a part of the show where we kind of go back over the a few of the things we've been listening to lately and i've got a couple of quite big albums i suppose that i wanted to talk about that i sent through to you i was just wondering if you guys have been listening to anything other than those two that you are worthy of a mention jason for you because like obviously i speak to sam every week on this and obviously i haven't seen you for a little while so what what sort of things have you been playing lately well I've mentioned this to Sam earlier. Me and the old man went to watch the classic rock show in Malvern, who were like basically a, a covers band that do loads of classic rock, and they were absolutely amazing. So I've been listening to all sorts of all sorts of classic rock. Went and bought well, when a you say of classic LPs. rock, like the Eagles like, and Eagles, Van Halen, yeah. and yeah, 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 um, ACDC, Boston. They did Meatloaf. They yeah. did. It was it was on the day Meatloaf died, which was class. Oh right, okay. Yeah, really, what, really good. Do you just want to rephrase that? It was on the day me they've died, which was class. <laughs> well, yeah, perhaps not me. You know what? You know what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jace, oh, that... I never yes. imagined you would be saying it was a this. lovely tribute. Yeah, that's it was what a I lovely meant. Yeah, 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 cut that bit. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no, leave it. In. Yeah, go on, Sam. Um, I was just going to say, Jace. I can't imagine you listening to much ACDC. It's, it's an odd, odd fit, but yeah. I think, yeah, I, I don't, I don't know. I've got, I've got no answer. <laughs> but well, what I thought you, I, what I thought you might find interesting, Rob, is the, the guitarist is uh, toured with Chris Cornell. Oh right, yeah, Pete Thorne, I think his name is. Okay, what well, yeah, on, on his like solo tours? Yeah, I think so, something like that. Yeah, but yeah, cool. They were they, they were brilliant, and that that led me down a classic rock uh, rock path. <laughs> well, I suppose especially the last couple of days, I've been on a little bit of, I guess you could call it a classic rock tilt, but slightly different classic rock. So I've stumbled down a little rabbit warren of, and I'm trying to remember where it started. Jace, I was talking to you about it, of of like classic British bands. So like I was listening to Squeeze, and then I thought, yeah. oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick the kinks on for a bit. And I've just sort of been listening to that and listening to a bit of Slade and just sort of having a really nice time, just sort of listening to the best of the kinks, really. It's been great. It's been a lovely week. I'd be, I'll be with you on the best of Squeeze. That's a great, like, a Squeeze greatest mm. hits is oh, great. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I think we've mentioned Squeeze a few times on here before. Yeah, I went like, yeah, um, pulling muscles from a shell, um, watch you. Yeah, but yeah, that's sort of been. Me this week, and then I have sent you something, Rob. I don't know if you've got a chance to listen to it, but that Naked and Famous record has kind of reappeared on my radar randomly this week. Right, I don't know a lot about it. I haven't really listened no, to it this no, week. No, but... that's just something that... Um, JC, are, are you aware of them? I might have thrown them your way at some point. Kind of like an I'm, electro I'm aware of them. Yeah, hmm. I'm aware of them without actually knowing anything they say. Yeah, it's kind of like, a bit like MGMT, I suppose, that sort of thing but with more than one tune. The big one for me, and I don't expect you either of you to listen to it, the Eddie Vedder solo album, Earthling. Yeah, I saw you having like a bit of an existential crisis over this on our social media accounts. Yeah. How have you been? <laughs> it wasn't great. Mm. So like the first listen, I found really hard going. 
and I was trying to put I think I was trying to make too much of it. I think there's mm. almost too much pressure on it. And with like the haves being the first single off it and not enjoying that, I was just a bit like, oh, what the bloody hell. But the more I've listened to it, I'm sort of starting to warm to it. And I think, I think there's 12 or 13 songs on the album, but you could strip it down to a five or six song EP that would be really good. Yeah. But there's a lot to wade through. For me, this is. I other people will love it, I'm sure. There's probably only one song that would probably make a Pearl Jam record, right. and that's Brother the Cloud, which is both um, written about... They, they, there's thoughts that it's written either about Chris Cornell or Eddie Vedder's brother, who also died. Right. But, like, the, lyrically, it works for both. Yeah. But yeah, it is one of the stronger tunes. I quite liked his um, Into the Wild EP. Because that was yeah, a that was amazing, effort, wasn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. I did enjoy. I did like that, to be fair. But I don't know. Not being the world's biggest Pearl Jam fan, I don't know if I'd have like a full Eddie Vedder solo right. album in me. Did you have the? Did you listen to ukulele songs? Bits of it, yeah, yeah. So you see, that's quite good. And I think on both of those, he's kind of limited himself. Right, yeah. So, so ukulele songs—they're all stripped back, and it's make it's, it's on the ukulele. It's not the names on the tin, isn't it? And then into the wild is a piece. It's a movie soundtrack. Yeah. yeah. So he's watched the film and written music to go. So he's kind of boxed himself in to then do the. Right. This one, I feel, needs an editor. Yeah. And I think that's where like Pearl Jam as a band are great because they come together. And it's like, oh, I've got this song. And be, yeah, that's really good. I've got a solo that would go with that. Yeah, or if yeah, we yeah. took that bit and they just work together. But when he's on his zone, maybe, and, you know, it's his thing. And he's not got a group of musicians he's worked with for 30 odd years. Yeah. Who are not brave enough, but who are comfortable enough yeah. to say, hang on. Hang on, Ed. Yeah. Um, so a, a few things I will say is so you've got Chad Smith on drums from the Chili Peppers. Mm hmm. And that is it, Josh Klinghoffer, who was in the Chili's and was in Foo Fighters for a while. Yeah, I was going to ask you about him. Actually, he tours with Pearl Jam now, doesn't he? As well. Yeah, 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 a little bit. Yeah, great um, guitarist. And there's one song on there called "Long Way," which has got all the petty vibes. Yeah, nice. Yeah. And then when I was watching, there was a interview with Bruce Springsteen interviewing Eddie Vedder about his solo album on YouTube, and that was really cool. But they said he actually got um, is it Ben Montench the organ player from the heartbreakers uh, right. on to play that, that, that but apparently that was the first time that he had played since the last show with the heartbreakers oh. so that that was really quite nice because they, they they're like eddie vedder and tom petty were mates mm. like you know so stevie wonder plays harmonica on one song oh, nice and nice. it's a bit of a it's a bit of a punky sonic youthy sort of yeah 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 it's quite that's quite cool ringo Starr plays drums on one of them Elton John ruins it. <laughs> like, to be honest, Elton John, right? He's given us Madman Across the Water and Goodbye Yellow Brick Road, but can you not just fuck off now? Instead of just ruining it, instead of ruining everyone else. I think you're being a bit harsh on him there, but, to be like, honest with you. He sings like he's doing a, like, Elton John karaoke. <laughs> Do you know what I'm, Yeah, right. I, just, oh, I don't know, just, just wish he would stop, just <laughs> wanting to retire. <laughs> I think he is, isn't he? He, 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 he he's, he's, he's like late, he's like late term capitalism. Everything he touches goes to shit. 
Um, just quick, there is something really cool on there. So um, they've actually got Eddie Vedder's dead dad on the record. Right, okay. So um, Eddie Vedder grew up not knowing his dad, like his, thinking his stepdad was his real dad, and then it, when he was 15, turned out it wasn't his dad, and his dad was this other dude. Right. Um, and But when he found out this other dude was his dad, the other dude had already died. Right. So his real dad was so his real dad was dead when he found out he was his da- yeah. real dad. Okay, um, and then hanging out with these um, like old timey musicians in Chicago a few years ago, he got, got talking to him, and some of these jazz musicians had actually played with oh. Eddie Vedder's dad, and then they managed to f- cobble together some of the old tracks they had recorded. Oh, so cool. they've included some of that, so he can actually he's actually heard his dad singing for the first time, and then put it on his record. Oh, nice. Uh, the first song, Invincible, I really hated for a start, and now it's really warming on me. But it sounds like, you know, in some of the, like the Joe Strummer and the Mescalero stuff, when he's sort of um, half talking, half shouting, like he's a DJ. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know, breaking, breaking, yeah. just in, and all that. He does a bit of that at the start, it's a bit cringy. Mm. And then it goes a bit Peter Gabriel, and then it goes very simple minds. But I really quite like it now you've had some week with this record haven't yeah, you <laughs> yeah I've got, I've, but there's some stuff that i just have to skip like yeah there's a few tracks that are just a bit bit much but yeah five there's a really good five or six mm. song ep in there i reckon so. I'd, I'd, I'd take that if that was me yeah <laughs> if i could write 12 songs the six of them were good that'd be fine be fine with me that do you do you listen to pearl jam at all jace or not i feel like i should probably like them more than i do i think like I've tried sort of the big albums. It just, you're going to hate me for this. It just doesn't really grasp me. I just don't like, I think there's a lot more to like Nirvana. And even like, I've only heard the, in fairness, I've only heard the Alice in Chains album that you guys recommended. On Which was that like Dirt or Unplugged? To me, that feels like there's a bit more to that. Dirt. It just feels like there's a bit more to, I, I do need to give Pearl Jam more time because I don't like, besides Sam, I don't know anybody who sort of dislikes them. So I necessarily dislike them. I just don't like them, if you know what I mean. Like, I, they just, a little bit like you, Jace, they just don't yeah, really yeah. grab me. But Rob's going to cut us both off now. So. No, no, it's fine. <laughs> You're entitled to your own opinion about the best band in the world. Well, so. you know. Um, can either of you give me some background on this Frank Turner? Because this, this new Frank Turner record cropped up this week and it seems to be absolutely everywhere. Yeah. And he seems to be absolutely everywhere. And I've heard him mentioned before, and to give you some context, I've heard him mentioned like by Scroobius Pip, mm. um, and like when he's talking about being on tour with him and people like Beams on Toast, yeah, and and uh, K Tempest, right, and, yeah, and um, all of that sort of poetry first mm. stuff that came out sort of early 2010s if you like so like the scroobius pips and the k tempests and that i've always heard him in yeah. reference to like literary punk if you like i don't know yeah well i know i know jace has got what might be a potential bombshell for you because i really don't know where you're going to come down on this because well, but... this is the thing though i don't know where you stand on him because i sent you a, I sent you a message saying is frank turner one of yours hmm. and you were like you could say that, which I I took to mean as in yes, I fucking love him. Ah, okay. But that, but then when I sent you another text saying 
do you go way back with him? You just sort of said, well, he's been on my radar. So then that sort of contradicted that. So I'm really not sure what's going on, so to be honest. So um, a friend of mine and Jason's, Bill, loves Frank Turner, like really, really loves him. And Bill introduced me to him, I don't know, 10 years ago, probably, on the Love Love Iron song, is it, Jace, that record? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which... I really enjoyed, and I do like that record, and the follow-up, England Keep My Bones, is pretty good. And I say he's one of mine because he's not hes not someone who I would really go to much now, but in the past he has been. Now, from my understanding, he was in a punk band for a few years and then sort of stopped doing that and became Frank Turner, the solo artist. Since that, that England Keep My Bones is, is is one of the last ones I've really given a lot of attention to. Uh, but that's that's quite old now, isn't it, really, Jake? He's had, had quite a bit out since then. Which I think this is his 10th album. I haven't enjoyed that stuff so much. So, uh, like you, Rob, I saw it. I, didn't, I wouldn't have known that there was a new album coming out, but then it was all over the socials. And it was all over Apple Music, so I thought I'd give it a go. Yeah. Knowing nothing of it yeah. at all, like so. I think he would betray himself as, like you said, like a literate. What was it? Why did you phrase it? I said like a literary punk. A literary punk. Yeah, that's probably how he would describe himself. I would imagine that sort of. The... There's there's a lot of focus on the lyrics and on the words yes. and on the delivery. Um, and this is just from the, mm. what I guess gained from this first album, really, and from the company he seems to have yeah. kept. So that's how I know. Like, you know, I just sort of Bill put him on a, a mix CD and thought that's quite a good tune. They heard the album, liked it. I've seen him live a couple of times. To be honest, I don't know that I like him that much. Right, okay. Really? Now, sorry, Jace, I'm, I am going to bring you in on this in a second. And part of the reason that I don't like him is because I, I say I don't like him. He, he just doesn't sit right with me. And there's a lot of going on here. And Jace, I'm going to bring you in now for, the, for your bombshell. Um, which you said to me, does is Rob aware of this? So I'm gonna, gonna let you you say your bit now, Jace, and you give yeah, us your he, thoughts on him. He went to Eton. He was in the same class as Prince William at Eton. Right. I kind of got that he was well one from the, from from the accent, and two, there's a few references in this album that I like he he's clearly not a working class lad no. he's clearly not um he's clearly not from a similar background as um what's his name from Sleaford mods no jace would you rob get your bleep ready how did you describe him in a text message to me jace no no how did i describe him i believe and I, I i won't quote you i won't go back through but i think you just referred to him as one of those posh <laughs> yeah oh yeah so like for me he's got a little bit of the sort of the Damon Auburn stink of the pretending to be working class when he's actually a posh twat. Mm. And what I will say is like Sam, those earlier albums, I did quite enjoy. I think we, we went to watch him a couple of times, didn't we, Sam? Yeah. And you, you were those at Hay? Yeah. Yeah. I saw him twice at Hay and I'll be honest, two of the worst gigs I've ever been to. Yeah. I agree. Right, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's... So I've got, page and a half of notes here about this new album fthc which is basically apparently stands for frank turner hardcore yes that's a common thing throughout his uh have you both listened to this new album yes right 
Shall I go through my notes and then we shall? <laughs> so, yeah. Well, well, where where do you think I'm going? Because we've used to do this. Where do you think I'm going to stand on it? I think, um, I think you're going to think his heart's in the right place, but it's not very good. That's my thought. Right, okay. I think I don't think you'll dislike it because, as I don't, there's not really anything to dislike about it apart from you know what I just said about mm. you know about his background because it's not it's not bad. And I think I said this to Sam. It's just a case of everything he does. I think someone else does better. Right. This is it. So this is what half of my notes are. Okay. So just again, this is the only Frank Turner album mm. I've ever listened to. I heard the name in context of other people. I had no idea about him. Right. Okay. First song was all right. Uh, the second song, which is called The Gathering, reminded me of Cocksucker Blues by Group Dog Drill. <laughs> That you know the down, yeah, 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 yeah. Number three was haven't been doing so well. Really reminded me of someone like Symposium or A. Yeah, yeah. See what you mean there. Yeah. Untainted love starts off like really, really lame with the I sure do miss cocaine. Oh yeah, terrible. Right. (laughs) But it does turn into a fucking massive anthem. Yeah. Wave across the bay, I thought was really, really good. Yes, I think I know. I, I can't. I haven't listened to it, but that really reminded me of. And again, it is more in a lyrical delivery way. It really. Re- Do you remember Roddy Womble in Idlewild? Oh, I know. I remember Idlewild. Yeah. So, but after listening to this a few times, I've gone back and listened to Idle, Idlewild the last couple of the days, and that. Um, I can't remember what it is. Is it a remote part, that album they did in about 2002? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, I listened to that today, and that's really good. I forgot how good that was as a record. But it's not that they sound like, he sounds like no. Idlewild. It's just, there's bits of him. Um, there's one called Resurrectionist, which reminds me of the Whitlam's, which are an Australian piano-based song, right. uh, band. Um, so lots of stuff. That, like That punches. Mm. Is it num- number nine? Reminds me of that Jimmy Eat World right. song, you know, the, the middle yeah yeah except yeah. That, except when you so it, it's going along exactly the same as that jimmy mm. world song but then when the chorus comes in it drops down to the half time instead yeah. of kicking on and i've tried to place it and because there's so much of it reminds me of other stuff mm. and the closest like as, as a whole piece i wondered does he go to bed at night with the best of the wild hearts under his pillow <laughs> I, I don't know. Because it, it, <laughs> it's got all the hooks and it's really poppy. Mm. And See, when I heard it, it just made me think of, this is a shit No FX album. Oh, right. Okay. That's what I thought. I did, th- I did listen to that split. Actually, I did go back and mm. listen to that split album they did. Because he'd done one with No FX, didn't yeah, he? Like, yeah. He'd done No FX songs and that. I think that was the last thing he did before this album. I think. I, I Don't quote me on that. I reckon if it was like, I could see it this summer. It feels like an album is written to be played at a festival this yeah, summer. Yeah, yeah. Like five o'clock on a Saturday afternoon at Reading, it would go fucking tits. Mm. I reckon. Again, lyrically, it's probably not as heavy or as challenging as it thinks it is. Absolutely agree. Yeah. Um, yeah. But as a record, I fucking love it. Really? I think it's fucking brilliant. Yeah, I really do. Like. Like I've 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 had it on so much this mm. week, and I just keep going back to it, and I just it's just really catchy, it's really hooky. It's yeah, I mean, I, to be fair, I am making it's... these things off a, a couple of listens, but like, just think my guards up a little bit. 
And I just, yeah. just I don't know. Jake, what are your thoughts on it? I think maybe my guard's up a little bit as well. I think mm. I've kind of made my mind up about Frank Turner and because like I say, it's <laughs> it's it's not it's not it's not terrible. There's nothing on there. No. There's a few there's a few there's a few lyrics where you think, what the fuck's he on about? But it's not it's not a bad album. It just I thought that Waves Across the Bay was really good. It seems to be about a person yeah. committing suicide in that moment where they're falling but not yet hit the water that you know that's when they're flying and that's when they're free and all of that and that, that actually struck a chord with me today to be honest mm. and i really I, I thought it was a really good record it, it's it's the local boy in a photograph really do you know that like, like, every okay. song on the album there is a it's a bit like yeah you yeah know. And, but um, i really enjoyed it i loved it i thought it was really good i should listen to it again what I, I, what I would say rob is if you enjoy it go back and listen to the two albums mm. me and sam were on about because i i'd say they're better i, I think there's some right. there is some genuinely good yeah songs. i just think within i think for, for me something that you you said rob rings really true is that like it's not as clever and not as intelligent and not as witty and as like scathing as he thinks it is and it's not even that it's almost as if he thinks he's making a Again, I don't know the bloke. It, when Seaford Mods do it, there's a point to it. There's a mm. not that they, they, not that there's a cause or something behind every song they do, but it, I don't know. I it's, think he's a bit triad. That's my thoughts on him. Yeah, but, and and you know, some people might say, "Well, it's good to, to try hard," but like, I, I don't know. Be honest, if 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 he was playing at five o'clock at Reading. Oh, I'd, I'd be down the front. I think it'd be amazing. I think it'd go tits. I, Jace, did you see him in Hereford? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was really good, wasn't he? He was really good. He's much better with a full band than acoustic. Yeah, that, that's it. Because when I've seen him twice with an acoustic, after like three songs, I just wanted the the man with the acoustic guitar to stop shouting at me for a minute. Right, it's, okay. it's, 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 it's just him shouting and playing an acoustic guitar way too loudly. Isn't it? Mm, There's no subtlety yeah. to it at all. It's no. just him smashing the shit well, out of it. I'll, I'll be honest. There's a few times when you say when you say there's no subtlety. I suppose with an acoustic gig, it's a bit different. Um, but there was a few times I, on this record where it's going along, and you think, "Oh fuck's sake, this is really hack. This is mm. just really cliched. It's old. I know exactly where you're going." And then he just manages to pull it back enough, right? Yeah, for it to not piss me off. There's one song where like he's, it's almost like he's trying to do like a call and response, and you're expecting a female backing singer to do the right, response, and yeah, it never yeah, comes. Yeah. And that's just enough to keep it on this side of good. Whereas if mm. he'd put that backing vocal in, it. You know, so and I think he knows all the songwriting. Yeah, I think he knows. Like he knows perfectly when, like when the drums need to go down to half time hmm. to build it. To you know, to get the you know, he's got all the sing along bits for the crowds. Yeah, oh yeah, like, yeah. He's yeah, got yeah. all the choruses. He's got all. Yeah, he's got. Yeah, he knows his way around a pop song. Hmm. Like. But and that's what it is. It's a pop record in my eyes. Yeah, interesting. I wonder if yeah. that's. I wonder if that's what he's going for because isn't it? like pretty close to being number one album isn't it between him and Ed Sheeran for number one album this week so wow. which, oh, I mean, right, okay. like when we first started listening to him Sam you wouldn't have ever sort of even considered oh, God, that no. being in the running for a no. number one album so fair play to him no oh uh, yeah it's, it, it's it's an odd one because it's someone who I, I do like and I used to really like but it just doesn't do it's it it's falling off me. your radar as well like yeah a little bit oh. but like I've heard all, I've, I have heard most of the stuff 
Is it like Feeder for me that you've, you've seen him a couple of times? He's been disappointing, so you're just um, like, oh, fuck off. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. I just, <laughs> I just, yeah. I, I, like, I think if I would sum it up is it's not as good as he thinks it is. And that's how, kind of how I feel about it a little bit. Do you think there's, there's a little bit of, like, a lot of those albums, when we were listening to them, they're quite similar, aren't they? Do you think we just sort of got sick of it? Of it all, yeah, perhaps. Formula, because yeah. in fairness, this one is a bit different, and I don't know what the ones previous. If you know, if he's mm. gone a bit more electric on the ones previous, but it was all, it was all just another ten songs similar to the ten songs yes. on the previous album. Which yeah, yeah. So, I was, I did like to hear that it was there were quite a lot of like fast beats and stuff, and that sort of like because I I read somewhere that it was kind of like a bit more back to his sort of punk early days. It would make a sweaty gig, I reckon. Yeah. And and I definitely, and, and again, this this might be me being cynical, but me and Scott were talking about, about it. And Scott was saying like, oh, is, is it, you know, I've heard it's a bit like, no effects, a bit of a punk record. Mike was talking about it as well as a band practice. And we were sort of trying to decide whether or not he's doing that because he fancies making a punk record or has he just been working with no effects on that split EP and Fatty said to him, do another punk record and you can come tour with us. And that's what he's done. And, you know, fair enough. If that, you know, he's, but do you know what I mean? And I, I that's that bit of contrive, contriveness. Is that the word? Um, yeah. About it that just kind of, I don't know. And I, and before, before people at me, <laughs> never going to happen, but, <laughs> I'm well aware that Joe Strummer is an art college or was an art college posh kid. I'm well aware of that. But, you know, Joe Strummer was also getting stuck in in the Brixton riots. So I don't, I think Frank Turner tries to portray himself as Joe Strummer, as Bob Dylan. So do you? Well, yeah, but I don't do a very <laughs> good job of it either. But he, he's not that. And that kind of quite worked for me. Sorry, I feel like I've dragged you down there Rob. no 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 not at all because i had like no like i still think i still think it's a great oh, record absolutely. I think yeah yeah to it loads i shall listen to it tomorrow and um, to be honest I i'm think... more down about him than i am the record i think yeah i think it's it's one of you know i say about one of my favorite phrases is like rancid and one of the bands that are guaranteed to get me banks in around the kitchen like a dickhead yeah i reckon i could do exactly that to this record yeah, yeah. and i think the kids would like it yeah so, um, speaking of the kids, quickly, just quick divergent, divergent. We we'll asked for much divert. Quick diversion. <laughs> um, I set you a little task on a text message earlier. Oh. Can you guess what me and Evan are going to be doing? No, um, going on blankety blank. No, no, it's music based. Um, Evan is going to burn all your Pearl Jam CDs. No, Shame. Evan. Evan has, and this is from the guy who, this is from, from the, the kid who, I don't like music, is doing Music GCSE. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, because nice. I told him he could have it as a fuckabout. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ha- have two hours, a w- two hours a week where he just gets to go and make something and be- do something cool and yeah. do something. Um, and he said, yeah. And I said, if he, if he, he does, there is a performance element to it, mm. but it's not like you have to be the best yeah. guitarist mm. to get an a you, it's all about progress yeah 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 so if if it first day of year 10 you can't play a guitar and it 
come your exam, you can str- you can string three chords together. Yeah. Oh, nice. You, you might have done better than a, some a virtuoso who's come in and learned a new, I don't know, yeah, pentatonic scale or some yeah. other muso shit. Oh, nice. Um, Good lad. But so so we're going to get him a um, one of them electric practice drum kits. Oh yeah, nice, nice. But I, he's also going to learn to play guitar. Nice. So in the next month, six weeks or so, we're buying a cigar box guitar kit, and we're going to make him a cigar box guitar. Oh, cool! I, because you can just tune him to like E, can't you? And just yeah, 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 and, and, and just slide around on him, like you know. So we're going to bit, bit, build him a guitar to nice. So, so for his music GCSE, he's going to build his musical instrument and learn to play it, and then perform on it. Cool. And he's That's really, really excited cool. about it. So oh, good lad. Quite excited. The other one. The girl one. The girl one. The girl baby. Right. After I listened to that, I remember I told you I listened to that podcast about um, how like Green Day and that turned into like the whole emo wave. Yeah, 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 yeah. I came home and Lil was singing along to Paramore because they'd been on Glee. Right, yeah, yeah, So yeah. we started watching Glee. So, so Lil was listening to Paramore, the Glee version. Is it my, the only exception or something? Mm-hmm. Do you know? Jason's nodding. Um, so it's actually it's going to be the first dance of my sister's wedding. Oh, is it? Isn't it? It's your yeah. sister, a fucking yeah, emo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, she was anyway. Right. She certainly was. I missed out on all of that emo stuff because I was traveling and having kids, and well, traveling and getting married and having kids and all of that. But I kind of recall, if not you, Sam, then some of your mates, Jason. I think I've seen pictures of Jason with her emo fringe. Yeah. And Jake as well, sm- the love and Jake. Well, th- well, we'll get we're going to get on to Jake in a bit. Oh right, okay, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and Sam Smite always had a bit of the black heart about him, didn't? Yeah, he? yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I did put out on socials that I missed it all. My daughter's getting into it. How can I be cool and relevant? Basically, e- emo for dummies. Where do I start? Yeah. Okay, and and this is where I've got back from the socials. At records and bands on most of the things. I'm sure you'll find us. I don't need to show it out too much. So Mr. Babington, um, the wonderful Jakey Baby. Yes, yes. Was straight in. Yeah. In in about I think I think he'd actually had it written out, waiting for the post to come up and just cut and pasted it. Sounds about right. He's like they've got to get onto the emo shit at some point. <laughs> so was Jake well into it, was he? Jake yeah, yeah. Emo so, fringe, studded belt. Can you guess? He, he he's recommended three albums. Any ideas what Jake's? Oh, Jake, do you want so to Jake, Jake, Jake is a wonderful artist who does our cover art. If yeah. you get to see that, what do you reckon he said? He said, Jace, one of the Fallout Boy albums. I was going to say, it's got to be a Fallout Boy record on there. Nope. Uh, uh, Funeral for a Friend. Nope. Finch. Finch. Yeah, yeah. That first Finch is... album is. What's it called? Um, Letters to you. What it is to burn, isn't it? What it is to burn, that's it, yes. What else has he put on there then? Come on. Um The used. Oh god, yes. <laughs> Which yeah, one? Yeah. And oh you didn't say you just said the used. And uh Taking Back Sunday. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. But then your your other mate Bill Davis. Yeah. He he said casually dressed in deep in conversation. Yeah, for fact. Yeah, yeah, for a friend. Yeah. yeah. So um what's their big song? Oh, Funeral for a Friend's big song. Juno, they got a track called Juno. Streetcar was quite... Oh, Streetcar. I'm trying to think, Oblivion was big, quite big, wasn't it? Yeah. 
but off that first album, you know, was on there. What, what else was on? There? I'm gonna have to just let me just get the track listed right. up. That's all right. Surprisingly, normally we only get like two or three contributions, and they're all wonderful. Yeah, but this I've got like two pages. Nice. Um, on Instagram, Coolin by Sound. He recommended Diary by Sunny Day Real Estate. I, I think they're a bit that. earlier. They're from about ninety four, ninety five, aren't they? I think they kind of it's like one of the sort of early emo albums, isn't it? I think one of the sort of influences. I think right along along with them, um, according to that podcast I listened to, Pinkerton by Weezer was a big influence mm, on yeah. it as well. Yeah, and I think I think later that the Jimmy Eat World album with the middle on as well. Yeah, yeah, right, okay. I think that's quite a so. Bit, yeah. um, the Music Rewind podcast. What he said, there better be some love for the Black Parade album, <laughs> My Chemical Romance. Who I actually saw it read in. Yeah, was it the year they got bottled, or the year when they headlined? No, they didn't. No, they were. It must have been the year they got. They had some stuff thrown at them, but they were just a bit noisy and shouty. And I was just like, get through this, and then I can watch Pearl Jam. But Placebo came on afterwards and had sound issues as well. So whether you know, and yeah. to be honest, it was two weeks short of me getting married, and I was just there for Pearl Jam, and like I hadn't heard any of their stuff before. When I think I've like... heard Welcome to the Black Parade, and is it Helena? I think I've heard mm-hmm. that one. That was off a different album. Um, but think... again, don't know a lot about them. So I think they were slotted in like either before or after Slayer as well, which is just yeah, that's right. It that's, was Slayer, absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, but then they didn't really yeah, have a chance, but... did they? It was Slayer. My Chemical Romance, Placebo, Pearl Jam. Yeah, but then I've I've seen I've seen um, Placebo play in between Ministry and Marilyn Manson. <laughs> I think the thing with that that My Chemical Romance album, the Black Parade in particular, when it came out, it wasn't cool to like it. Even mm. like those of us that like the mu- that sort of music, it wasn't cool to like that album. But on reflection. It's probably one of the best albums to come out mm. of that that scene. We, we might get what I do like about Gerard Way is the Umbrella Academy comics and the show on Netflix. Mm. Dakota from the Phantom Jukebox po- podcast thinks Paramore was a great start for Lil. Um, and when she was Lil's age, she f- was into Fallout Boy under the cork tree. That's the one um, I would have said Jake would have mentioned. Yes. Right, and Dashboard Confessional: oh, The yeah. Places You Come to Fear Most. Mm. I had a Dashboard Confessional phase there are there are a lot mm. it's right it's it's pretty it's pretty heavy going it's like, full it's, emo is it it's full-on emo really sad sort of yeah bloke with an acoustic guitar it's right it's a lot jamie from talking dad um he recommended paramore and fallout boy same track for your life podcast gave us a massive list some of which have already been mentioned, so Sunny Day Real Estate. The Get Up Kids. Yeah. Now, I remember the Get Up Kids being like a sort of a punky sort of band, but bef- like in about 99, I yeah. think, something like that. Or may- maybe not quite that early. Maybe back 2002, I had something of theirs. It was all right, but then I kind of lost track. There was another band called Melon Colin around the same time. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. They're and they were quite band. similar, but then... So they're what? They're a Tony Hawk's band, Melancholy. Is are they? They're on the same track. Yeah. On the game, um, Jimmy Eat, Eat World. Yeah, he's, he's Bleed American and Clarity. Is that two different? Or oh, Clarity and Bleed yeah. American? Yeah, is that two, 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 two well, The Bleed American's um, got the middle on it and the, stuff like that. Oh, right. That's a good tune, mind. Oh yeah, good band, good band. Yeah, um, and um, a band called American Football. Mm, don't know them. I've heard of them, but I, yeah, I can't say I know a lot by them. And finally. Mike, your drummer. 
as he's now referred to. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not <laughs> um, a person, my drama. He said uh, he can't wait to hear what Sam's got to say about this and that Paramore might be a good entry for the to the good stuff, by which I presume he means it's goth shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, God. Two weeks in a row he's got he's infiltrated with his goth stuff. Um, right, so, boys, emo... Right. Give me an overview. Give me an idea. What 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 what's good for me to listen to? What might I like? What might they'll like? I'm gonna hand the Paramore conversation over to Jace because Jace, you were fair to say more into them than I was. I didn't really like them at the time. So there's one one quick thing on Paramore. So we played. What's the big song? Misery business. Misery business. That's it. Misery business. So that was on. We had that on, and I started and I. I like it. I think it's a really cool song. But you can sing Olivia Rodrigo, Good For You, yeah, straight over the top yeah, of it. Yeah. And apparently, I, I did some Google, and apparently so much, it was such an inspiration that Olivia Rodrigo's given them a writing credit. Yeah, 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 yeah. So whether that was a big thing, I didn't, I, let, I missed. But like I said, like I, Lily had it on, and I just went, went in hmm. and started singing Good For You over it, because Good For You's amazing. <laughs> go on, Jay. Sorry, Jay. Take it away. I think the thing with Paramore is, those the first two maybe two and a half albums are quite emo but after like the last two have been like really really good albums i think they're growth like there's certain bands from that era who they've maybe got one or two good albums and then they've disappeared but like paramore just got bigger and bigger and bigger and like they're a proper if they ever sing is it hayley williams a singer yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And I think it's only her and maybe the, ba- the bass player and drummer left from yeah. the original lineup. Because she and did. They, they've all come and gone as well. Yeah. Because she, she did have that, that interview song, was massive. Now, I don't know if that was yeah. her or Paramore, to be fair. No, it's Paramore, like yeah. Right. But, and then she did, she did a song that was definitely her on her own, that was, again, was fucking everywhere on Radio One for like three months. Was it? It wasn't that um, aeroplanes with the rap. Was it with the rapper? No, no, but right. that was Matt. No, this is a bit more recent. Um, oh I'm, yeah, she did a solo album Matt, a couple of years ago. Yeah, it's interesting you say that, Jace, about how they've kind of got bigger, where the others have faded a little bit. Because that is, for me, so one of the one of the hallmarks of that era is a little bit here's one album, we're kind of done. We might have a follow-up, but it's probably not going to be that good. Could be, I yeah, might be, yeah. might be sort of... Like, the the better bands from from that lot, like, the Taking Back Sunday, I've got a couple of decent hmm. albums, maybe, maybe even three or four in fairness. Yeah. Them. And then, you know, they're still, they still get wheeled out and play, play a yeah. Greatest Hits set now. And actually, Rob, that would probably wouldn't be a bad Greatest Hits, hmm. Taking Back Sundays. Pretty good. It's all pretty, pretty hooky, pretty catchy. Yeah. What's that sugar we're going down? That's, that's Fallout Fall Boy. Boy. Grand that's Fallout Boy, right. <laughs> <laughs> I quite like that one. That's great right. tune. What great you tune. probably want to do with Fallout Boy is they've got two greatest hits. You want right. the first volume because they've been shit since like 2006. Right, okay. It's proper, <laughs> proper like, it, I don't know. I don't even know what you describe it as. It's just rubbish. Yeah. Would you include Dance Dance in that, Jason? Yeah, yeah, that's no, oh, no, no, I that's think I know that one. That's yeah, I think I know that one. Yeah, I think you know quite a few of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you'd be surprised at how much of it you would recognize, Rob, because a lot of it right. was quite big. 
Um, Jace, I was going to say, and again, correct me if, if I'm wrong, if you disagree, but that Black Parade album, I, from my memory, was almost like that sort of music was so big, it almost become ironic by then. And that album yeah, kind yeah. of came out as almost all imploded on itself. So, yeah, like, yeah. you perhaps got a very good... I, I've heard heard it quite recently. I mean, it is good. I'm not a huge fan, but it's a pretty decent record. Even for coming from someone who's not like... Is it worth listening to? Yeah, I mean, if you're... Yeah. What I will say, it. you know... You know the um, it is it just called the Black, Welcome to the Black Parade yeah. the song, the start of that the sort of talky bit mm. that reminds me so much of Yoshimi Battles of Pink Robots. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I, I think I'm you know I almost get them mixed up. I listened to that the other week. Good actually. record, Yoshimi Battles mm. of Pink Robots. So we, me and the were talking about concept albums. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. And like how that because we did we spoke about that more on Police Boat on the Sea mm. record, which is fucking tits. <laughs> like you'll hate it and love it at the yeah, same time yeah. um but it, it feels like it's a piece like yeah. start to finish and like the other ones i put like not sonically not what it sounds like but for that same sort of thing like hard candy by counting crows could be a musical right yeah yeah because all the songs seem to fit together in that order yeah. and the same as yashimi battles of pink robots could be a musical couldn't it and that more on please albums very similar uh, okay. sorry complete tangent that's but... fine um what i would say about the whole emo thing is that like looking back i don't really think like the emo bands like I don't, some of it was, but like the like what I would say, like the bigger emo bands, like some we mentioned, Jace, like Taken Back Sunday, Fallout Boy, for Faf, um, My Chemical Romance. I don't really feel there's a massive step change from where sort of stuff was going. So like, if you think like Green Day had like I would say like American Idiot was kind of the cusp of the emo scene, I would say. And, the first, yeah. and that self-titled Blink album as well. And you can feel yeah. that sort of shit from, like, the two titans of the pop-punk scene. You can even there, like, starting to shift that way a little bit. On that podcast I was listening to, they were saying that, I think, American Idiot, or it might even be, What was the last single of that? Was that Boulevard of Broken Dreams? or something? That was on it, yeah. Yeah, yeah well, there was a, a, a single off of that Green Day album and that Fall Out Boy song were, like, number three and number six mm. in the American charts the same week. Yeah. And that was, like, peak emo. Yeah, yeah. It, that's how it's described, that, you know. What I think the best bet would be is if me and Jake do a records and bands emo, pop punk emo playlist. What do you reckon, Jake? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, Let's do that. Just to flip straight back before we get to what Jace is here for, um, Paramore, um, Misery Business is an amazing song and um, Only Exception is a wonderful bit of writing and it's a really nice song and she's got a great voice as well. Yeah, I really like it. Not a band that I've ever been hugely into, but that is a really good song and yeah, fair play. So the other two I would quickly recommend is so there's a modern one there's one that's sort of last couple of years terrible band name creeper but they're absolutely brilliant like uh, really yes. really good yeah. really like really interesting just 
a sort of there's it, there's a bit of my chemical romance about it but there's also a bit of queen and a bit of meatloaf about it they've got the the, the lead singer is a bloke but the it's a woman that plays keyboards and sings a lot of backing vocals and there's a lot of duets as well mm-hmm. they're really really good like and i've seen them live two or three times and they're one of the best bands mm-hmm. i've seen live in the last 10 or so years like really really good and the other one which is probably more for you rob is um bayside a band called bayside who uh, were yeah sort of, sort of part of that almost almost a bit like the fountains of wayne of that of that sort of era i guess in right. that they never really got big mm. but they've got i think they've got nine or ten albums now and it's not a bad one they're they're all really really good he's an amazing songwriter they're um they do some really interesting things musically some really interesting like tempo changes and they'll look like yeah it's really good the, the guitarist is shit hot they're they're one that like i they're one of my favorite bands i genuinely think they're a great band and they they don't get the uh praise they deserve my final thing i would say on um the emo thing is that i do think being an emo was more than like more than the music like being an emo was a thing even though the music really wasn't that much different to say like what your average sort of punk kid was listening to to a degree i think there's one that we've we've I've just thought about from the the sort of emo question. Yeah, go. On. That is it was was a pretty massive one for me. Um, AFI. Oh yes, yeah. So their their first three four albums are proper hardcore punk. They're like, mm. well, well different. They're of the same ilk as Rancid. I would say. So I don't think that's unfair, is it? Sam? No, 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 not at all. No, no. Just you know, different. So, different sides of the same coin almost yeah 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 yeah, yeah absolutely punk. yeah but by the sort of mid 2000s they'd become an emo band basically mm. so there's there's an amazing emo album by them called sing the sorrow which is great and after that his voice he had issues with like something on his vocal cords that many couldn't oh, scream anymore. Or something. But, yeah yeah so he'd gone from hardcore punk where he was screaming all of the time to this sort of emo album where there's sort of really good clean vocals and then then screaming so the last sort of albums of the last 10 years have been just him singing and his voice is incredible like i why he was Mm. why he ended up screaming in a hardcore punk band blows my mind but they're i think they're the ultimate example of a band that have gone had a career that's with like such growth and where they're like there's definitely people who only like the first four albums and there's Mm. people who only like the emo albums and there's probably people who only like the sort of more recent, more sort of poppy stuff. But for a band to grow like that, just is, I think, it's amazing. I think it's, yeah, it's almost, it's, it's a similar career sort of progression to Green Day, I guess. Whereas Green Day have just, just fallen on their art a little bit. <laughs> yeah, the, uh... yeah. Um, um, Sam, where you, th- there was a record you used to always listen to, um, which I was wondering if it, it might not fit into this at all. But you said that at the drive-in. Yeah, is that different entirely, or yeah. is that a little bit, or? Um, yeah, no, I wouldn't lump that in. I don't know. What no, I don't that, know. Really. It's, it's quite a good of... album, to be fair, that one. Um, not the record I thought you were going to say. I thought you were going to mention that Saves the Day album. I always used to oh, yeah, yeah, Saves the Day. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really good album. Was there band. a, a bag with Saves Ferris or something? Yeah, yeah, that rings a bell. I don't, don't think they were one of my bands. Um, I, and I guess actually the, the last one, the, the big sort of the Fight gateway. <laughs> Five Star got some great tunes. Yeah, 
Yeah, they're yeah. a bit emo, aren't they? Yeah, yeah they are. Yeah, yeah, I think that's what he was going for, wasn't it? He yeah. split busted up to go and do that, and then got busted back together when he realised he wasn't going to make any money. Out. <laughs> it's muck busted, isn't it? No. Yeah, I think it is. No, yeah, it could be. Yeah, I think it is, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, I guess sort of you're going to hate this, Rob, because I've I've heard you, you slag him off on the podcast before. But the the big gateway for a lot of people into that sort of scene is that first Lincoln Park album. Mm. Oh right, okay. So to me, that's like Lincoln Park at the end, the end of all that new metal stuff. I think I put I put Lincoln Park into the new metal category rather than any sort of emo category. To be honest, this this is when I think I'm going to be on my on my own in, in this discussion. But that for me, hybrid theory is to our generation what Nevermind was to yours. Why? Oh, right, okay. In terms of a like an album that got people into that style of music. Mm. I think it's so. I I saw Linkin yes. Park. They were supporting Deftones, and they were fucking shit. But they're like they're quite different to Deftones. Well, mm. Deftones are, are a lot heavier and a lot sort of. Yeah, but you can still you don't have to be like you. You don't need to say the same to be a support band, do you? You just need no. to be good. He's got, yeah. the, got no, no, no. Like, Linkin Park aren't a band that I've ever really liked, but his voice he has got an amazing or, or had yeah, yeah. an amazing voice. You know, like really good strong vocalist again it wasn't really um a band that i was that into jay sorry i know we're getting on a bit you said about um afi it's interesting i I think afi are one of those bands they're almost like a a turning point for some people like you either kind of follow them into that kind of slightly more emo sound and stuff like this or you kind of go the other way and you kind of almost sort of it, you stick with more of the punk sort of, like the straight yeah. up punk sort of thing. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But to be fair, like, like you said, Ranson and AFI, although not necessarily sound the same, but you, 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 there's almost like a fork in the road with those two bands, isn't there? He's he's on the Transplants album as well. Yes, you know, he is. There's obviously yeah. a little bit of, obviously yeah. a bit of a... Yeah, friendship there of some sort, and it's to be fair, it's one of the better songs on that Transplants record as well. Yeah, yeah. So what I was going to get at was that, so like I, I listened to that podcast. It was all about how like you had punk, and you can trace it all the way back to the Ramones mm. and that, and then ultimately you get to like the the punk of the nineties, which I call our punk. Mm. You know that West Coast stuff. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Specifically, Green Day and 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 Weezer a bit, and how that evolved into yeah the emo sound. I think for, for like for, for being a bit older, so I'm not going to say my generation because I'm not you know we are the same generation, but for like my age group, we had like the grunge and then like like the wave of anything that sounds a little bit grungy gets lumped in, mm. and then that all kind of moved into like new metal with like Corn and the Biscuit yeah. and Deftones, and that was this, that was like the the parallel if you like yeah, yeah so the punk went to emo and then like the harder rock went to new metal mm. which is fucking shit <laughs> you know pa- papa roach and i listened to the new corn album actually recently it wasn't great like but, um but around that same time so we're talking like mid to late 90s while you know you had bands that i liked that came out of the grunge scene and still going, and then there were other bands like Bush were coming out. This is going to be one of the greatest um, segues I've ever heard. Right. <laughs> uh, but no, you did, and um, fuck, now you fucked me. <laughs> <laughs> I 
but yeah, and that, but yeah, and then all that new metal stuff came out, and it was like so there was like cold and. Do you remember that Cold album, that first Cold yeah, album? Yeah, it's quite good. That was really good, actually. And there was Cold Chamber and System of a Down came out around 98, 99. Yeah. But bubbling away under the surface, there was always this little bit of a power pop sort of thing going on. And whether that is ever clear going from so much for the afterglow in 97 to then doing Wonderful and learning how to smile around 2000... That 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 they're great songs, but they're clearly more pop than punk, aren't they? At that point, yeah, yeah. And then there was other groups like Semisonic, mm-hmm. which I I quite like them. Like singing in my sleep is a great tune. Um, Semisonic then, do closing time. Yeah, that's yeah, a big yeah, yeah, one. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Secret um, Smile, great tune. Secret Smile, that's it. Yeah, but you know, power pop, I suppose. You know, it it's it's pop music, but it's got a bit of something about it. Yeah, and. For for me and for us, I think the biggest band or the best band out of all of those sort of ones were Fountains of Wayne. Yeah. And that is why we've asked Jason on today to talk about one of our little pets, one of our <laughs> little pet bands, if you like. A band like, I just fucking love them. I think they're amazing. Fountains of Wayne. Yeah. And yeah. Where to start? Well, actually, I know exactly where to start. I can remember living in a little bungalow in Docklow, mm-hmm. all right, yeah, on the farm, and watching Top of the Pops 2, and which was on a Thursday night or something, and it was, they'd show all the old Top of the Pops yeah. stuff, and then occasionally they'd put some new yeah. videos in. And then I got on my bike and rode out to Breed and Breed to Stewart's, because I think we're getting on it a bit, and... Um, he said, I walked in, he went, did you see uh, Top of the Pops 2? And I was like, yeah. And we both went, Radiation Vibe! <laughs> at the same time. Okay, cause it, and it was just, yeah. So I saw Radiation Vibe video on Top of the Pops 2, and I thought it was amazing. And on the weekend, I went and bought the CD single. Nice. And never looked back. And I think... Radiation the album... Vibe, the song, so good that it made Jason's best of The Fountains of Wayne twice. Yeah, I did know it was that. <laughs> um, so we've asked. So um, I don't know. I, I'm guessing Jason got into Fountains of Wayne from knocking about with you a bit, Sam. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, but it would be wrong of me to say, "Hey, Jace, come on the show and and let me tell you which are the best Fountains of Wayne songs," and you can agree with me. So we've asked Jason to make a playlist of his favorite Fountains of Wayne songs, and we can tell him where he's wrong. <laughs> Right, here we go. Fountains of Wayne were an American rock band that formed in New York City in 1995. The band consisted of Chris Collingwood, Adam Schleisinger, Jodie Porter and Brian Young. Their biggest hits, I would say, well, the biggest hit was definitely Stacey's Mum, but they had a self-titled album in 96. Mm -hmm. Um, Five albums altogether, and there was a great album of B-sides. My favourite album for them was their second one, Utopia Parkway, in 99. I think that's an absolute... Mm -hmm. I think it's a masterpiece. I think it's brilliant pop songs all the way through. Um, what other singles did they, would they have had? Um, Sink, Sink to the Bottom with You was a big one. And and Alien for Christmas was a massive, was it, was the best Christmas song ever at the time. So, so Jace, give us your favourite Fantasy Wayne tunes. So, I've from the first album, I've got Leave the Biker, Radiation Vibe, for the second album, Utopia Parkway, Troubled Times, and Amity Gardens. And then for the third one, Hack and Sack, 
and all kinds of time from the b-sides maureen which is a great tune mm. and then from the fourth one i-95 which i think might be their best song and then just radio bar from the last one i don't there, know there the last some... one i'll be honest it's it's fine it's it's okay it's not it's not it's not going to blow your mind <laughs> did but sam it's... send you the soundtrack to crazy ex-girlfriend to have a listen to I don't think I did. I listened to some so, of it, though. So, so the, the, the TV show Crazy Ex-Girlfriend is on Netflix now. So been, um, after Fountains of Wayne, Adam Schleusinger wrote 140 songs for. Some of them are so funny. <laughs> and and we've been watching it just because it's more Fountains of Wayne, if you like. So Now, Jace, this is a band that me and you, have, more so you, admittedly, but like we've had to defend ourselves a little bit over this band, haven't we? Yeah. Do you think that's and fair? I think, yeah. And I think it I think it does come from Stacey's mum, doesn't it? Mm. Like if that hadn't if that hadn't, which is a great pop song. Yeah, yeah, it is. You, you yeah. know, let's yeah. let's not give you know, let's not give it too much grief. But if they hadn't released that, do you think more people would be inclined to go and listen to a Fountains Away album and give it a chance rather than thinking it's all gonna sound like that? Yeah, I do. I think once that's out, I think once you say, oh, it's the band that do Stacey's mum, that's going to put people off. Whereas you could probably get someone to go and listen to a Fountains Away now by saying, oh, there's this pop record. It's, it's, it's pretty good. Songwriting's really good. Go have a list. And uh, you would find, whereas as soon as you say, oh, it's it's Stacey mum band, they're like, uh, oh, okay. And like, it's always going to be in your mind, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I don't even think that that song would have been as massive without the video. If it didn't have Rod Stewart's misses in the video. No. And the thing about it is, Jace alluded to it, is that like, it's a great little piece of songwriting. It's a great little pop song. It's, I think, just because we, because we I'm going to use that as, a, as for us three, are more aware of like the quality of work that's behind it. We kind of think, oh, well, it's it's just a bit shit. But it's, it's, it is a good... You know, it's, it's a good but single. It, that's one to me. That's where it borders on to novelty. I don't know. But, and that, maybe that's me being too harsh. Maybe that's me being a snob. I don't know. But I will say, I've just, I've just, I've gone on to Fantasy Away and on Apple Music top song. Stacey's mom is four out of the top five. Right. Yeah. And I'm guessing that's from Listens. Sorry, I saw an interview with Chris Collinwood, the singer, just just after Adam had died last year. Or the year before, two years ago now, isn't it? And he was saying, like, when he when Adam brought Stacey's mum to them, Chris Chris's sort of response was, "Are you sure you know what's going to happen? Don't you?" And exactly what what mm. ended up happening is is what happened. Like they ended up being known for one, one song, song when they got this sort of these two albums of great tunes that largely got ignored. And actually, even the rest of that album with Stacey's mum on, there's some absolute mm. masterpieces on there. Well, you've you've got one on your list that's off that record, Jason. I, we, I have cut you off for your your, your honourable mentions, but all kinds of time off that record is like I, I feel like I banged on about this a lot on the podcast. This is welcome into state managers, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. So I I, I think I, I know I've, I've been saying it a lot, mainly about Taylor Swift, but um, it is such an amazing piece of songwriting, and like. Yeah. He's a good singer, like you know, he's got a really good voice. But for me, about the strength of that song in particular, is it's it's in the it's in the lyrics, it's in like the the arrangement. And the other track that was on your honourable mentions 
which I absolutely love, and it's probably my favourite Fountains of Wayne song, is that Hey Julie off it. Because yeah, it's just so, yeah. like, it's so Working poppy. all day for a mean little man. Yeah, and it's just like, it, 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 it is poppy, and it sounds poppy, but then, like, the lyrics do hold quite a bit of weight. Like, you know, yeah. like, it's, it's a proper kind of, like, Stuck in, stuck in the office, wanting to do more. Got with me my running life. around the office like a dog around a track. Yeah, it's like and when I get back home, you're always there to rub my yeah, back. Yeah, and it's simple, but it's it's that's what I would say. That is my, probably my favourite Fountains of Wayne song. I think it's really, a, yeah, right, okay. I love it. I love that tune. So I'm going to be completely honest. I don't know a lot off the last two albums. Welcome into State Managers, and then the B sides collection out of State Plates is the last ones I really went deep on. And obviously the B-Size collection, I had a lot off the CD singles anyway, because I was that cool. I think those last two albums, if you're only going to listen to one track, go and listen to I-95, because right, that okay. is of the all kinds yeah. of time sort of vibe. Yeah, I, I think the, the best compliment you can give about their song, Ryan, and it sounds a bit sounds a bit much, but you can almost see what they're singing. Mm. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I put them into, and I know you're going to turn your nose up at this. I put them lyrically in a similar boat as Ben Folds, for that they don't yeah. really deal in metaphor, like what they, what they're singing about, probably actually happened. Yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, when I first got the first Phantoms Away album, obviously the big ones were like Radiation Vibe, Survival Car. Oh, um, survival I really like, car, yeah. 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 Don't you want to ride Amazing it? And that's like shoot. two minutes or something, isn't it? Please don't rock me tonight towards mm, the end. Yeah. That's really good. But the ones that really stick out to me now are Barbara H and Sick Day. Mm. I really Sick, like them. Is Sick Day the last track on the album? No, that's Everything's that, Ruined. That's amazing as well. Yeah. That's, I really, really um, like that. And then the second one came out in 99, and um, that was the year I saw him at Reading. And they were fucking amazing in a tent at like twelve o'clock, half past twelve, something like that. And there must have been there might have been hundred and fifty people watching them, like. But they were oh mate, they they were so good. You were with us when you said yeah, I was gonna say. I remember watching that way back when? And like, um, yeah, Red Dragon Tattoo and Denise on that guitar tone on Denise. Oh, that's a great tune. Like, down out, down out. But the tone on it is just mm. like I, I don't think I've heard that on anything else. The other ones I like. Troubled times is wonderful. I reckon yeah, if, if Chris Martin wrote that, it would have been all over yeah. the world. Like, yeah, yeah. If Ed Sheeran, well, Ed Sheeran can't write shit like that. That's all the way through. There's so much stuff that if just if it was another band did it, it would be the biggest song in mm. the world. But because I don't know for whatever reason it didn't catch on. But like as songwriters, I think they're fantastic. Prom themes amazing. Yeah, mm. great tune. Yeah. That was yeah, that on your own honorable mentions. James. I think it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What was everyone on that one? Amity Gardens. Mm-hmm. Great tune. Um, yeah. And then Interstate Managers, Hackensack is just the the tune, isn't it? Covered by Katy Perry of all people. Yeah, I really? saw that. I didn't like it, but yeah. Ah. What was it? Uh, I saw you talking to Christopher Walken. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Jace, how do you feel about the B-sides? Because I feel that their B-sides are as strong as a lot of other bands' A-sides, if you like. I think I think when when it becomes a double album of B-sides, there's obviously going to be some, you know, some yeah. filler in there. Yeah, there's definitely some, like, like the one that I had for the uh, for the playlist, Maureen, is almost like 
a better version of Stasis Mum, I think. It's like proper power pop, sort of, that sort of vibe. But it's a much better song than Stasis Mum. I've made a list of things I wanted to add to, add to your playlist. None of them, which I'm surprised none of these, these are all off the B-Sides album and none of them are on your list. So, Kid Gloves. Yeah, good tune. Uh, Comedian. Yeah. Um, I Want You Around. It's good, yeah. Yeah, do you know what I was going to say? That's a... I didn't think I knew the B-side, but I must and have feel, heard and that on a single. Feel, well, I think that was the B-side on... Um, if it wasn't on Survival Car, it was on Sink to the Bottom of You. I'll Do the Driving is just amazing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And there's something it's like... Um, she says, I love Johnny Cash, the man in red, and I turn my head to, not to hear what she said. You know, she, it's just going out with a girl and she's trying to be cool and she just fucks it up all the <laughs> time, but it doesn't matter because I'll look after her. Like, I just love that. Um, Hack and Sack, we've already mentioned. Half a Woman is such a good song. I'm not even sure if that's... Oh, it is on here. It's on the B-Sides album. And that's one um, about the magician... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, they call him Great Scott because he was great. They called her Great Judy because he, she was his date. You know that one, Sam? <laughs> I don't think I do. Um, she climbed in a box, he cut her in half, and when he was through, she was just half a woman. <laughs> and then it goes on about how, like, every night he would um, he would tie her up and cut her in half and throw swords at her and all that sort of stuff. And But at the end of the day, she was just his assistant and... She was a mistress and magic was the wife, if you like. Um, but that was one of a few Fountains of Wayne songs that I've taken away and like written stories about in the background. Oh, nice. So like, um, there's one that, like, The Man in the Santa Suit inspired me to write a, a little story about a guy who didn't have any work in, at Christmas time, so ended up applying for a job as a mall Santa, um, which is complete hack, I know, but... <laughs> Yeah, that's fine. And that, but then I kind of wanted to develop this idea that you know she was it like yeah Susan was in love with Great Scott, but he he only cared about the magic, and she eventually leaves him. So they do the trick where um you know the vanishing woman trick, and then he can't find her, and she's got ducked out the trap door, and she's run out the back of the theatre. Mm-hmm. Nice. So that's just that, that's just me. Sorry, that's a bit. But yeah, I think their B sides are as strong as most bands' A sides. I think they're wonderful. And I was really sad when Adam Schleisinger passed away, like eighteen months ago. That was they're, like... they're one of the bands that I most got that I never got to see because they weren't. I don't think they hardly ever toured over here. I don't no. think. Was, no. But you were probably quite lucky to see them when you did. I don't think it was mm-hmm. a super, super frequent thing at all. If I could just throw a couple of songs in into the into the ring, into the hat, whatever you want to call it, to the list. Can't get you out of my. Can't get it out of my head. The oh yeah, like the cover of the yeah, a an amazing song but it's a really good cover and she's got a problem is right. really good as well off the first record just going back to the um elo cover yeah that was one of the free songs that we had me and Leon had when we were a band in the youth center <laughs> oh nice nice that's one of three songs we could we like that between the four of us we could actually get through from beginning to end it's a gr- amazing song that yeah. and yeah they do yeah, a really good, good version of it as well. Probably, I think I probably heard their version first, I dare say. Yeah, probably. Um, and I would say, and it has been mentioned, but Man in the Santa suit is 
a sensational bit of songwriting, and it's yeah. I'm not going to go that far, Rob, but um, it is very, very good. Well, I think you uh, should because I think it's really, it, it's a great song. Um, it's one of those. Oh, I, I think about a lot of songs to be fair, but that's just my niche. Um, it's not just like a good Christmas song; it's a good song. It's like it's a really like. Um, but yeah, yeah, I just want through those. Yeah, Fountains of Wayne are probably one of my top five bands, and then like I never listen to their biggest hit. Mm. Like, and I, I, and I, honestly, I probably listen to their B sides more than their singles. Do you think, um, Jace? I'll I'll ask you this as our guest, but um, do you think if they were a bit rockier, they would have been more commercially successful? Yeah, I think they probably would have been next. They'd a bit rockier and they'd have almost been Weezer, wouldn't they? Yeah, yeah, that sort of like because it is pop, isn't it? It's I don't think they would have been. No, I don't think they're cynical enough to be Weezer. Well, no, no, I, no, I think I, there's there, there's a degree of, and I mean this is a compliment almost. There's a degree of pop naivety about them. Hmm. They yeah, yeah. almost like you know that. But what what I mean by that is, I think that like they're all, and I'm going to sound like a massive snob here. But it's almost—it's like it's almost too well done and too well written, and there's too much to it to be simple pop that's going to be like massive on the radio, for example. But then equally, it's not like hard enough for like fans of rock music to be really because it's a bit too poppy. And I just want and and like I don't I liked it because it was. Different to everything else yeah. I listen to. And I'm not to. saying that's a bad so, thing, me, this no, no, no. It's just a thought I had earlier when I was so listening to So me and Leon used to always talk about inventing like a new, a new genre of music when it was going to be country surf golf. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but this is like, they are, they're, they're a pop band, but... They they can they they can be a rock band as well. Mm. They're a little bit punky in places. Yeah, they're a bit Beach Boysy, aren't they? Do you know what Beach Boys? Like with the harmonies yeah, and stuff, you know. And, yeah, you know. And again, I think like a, a criticism of Ben Folds is that he's a bit of a fucking wise ass. Uh, certainly earlier mm. on with his lyrics and stuff, like he knows he's the smartest man in the room sometimes. Mm. And I but and there's some of that. There's a little bit of that with this band that they know they're fucking good. Yeah, yeah, no, Which I get isn't that. A, I don't mean it's a criticism. I think they they know exactly what they are, mm. and I think if you give them better guitars, they wouldn't be the same. I wouldn't. I think they well, they would yeah, just disappear yeah. into yet yet another post grunge band. Like, and... yeah, absolutely. That that might be the case. Um, perhaps potentially a bit before their time in many ways. Jace, so. would you th- like? Do you think if you, if you think picked so. them up and dropped them in now, or ten years ago, maybe? Yeah, yeah, I think I think that's probably a fair. Yeah, I just yeah, may, maybe you're right. Maybe Stacey's mum was probably released at the absolute perfect time. Yeah, but the rest of their catalogue is probably not. And then I think the the, the big thing I should have, I should have said this earlier about Stacey's mum is I think I think you'd group that and Teenage Dirtbag by Wheatus in the same category mm-hmm. wouldn't you in yeah a sort of a one-hit wonder a, a weird sort of awesome I, a band i really like but yeah the difference is dirtbag is weird it's his best song there's no you know yes. there's no doubt about that yeah stacy's mummy is in yeah. best song. 
by a long shot. There's probably an episode records and bands around that first week of album. When I started, when we started doing this podcast today, um, I really thought that Frank, I had a feeling that that Frank Turner album was going to be the record of the week, but it's probably not judging from your two's reaction to it. So I'm going to hand over to Jace and say, Jason, if you had to pick one Fantasy of Wayne album to be our record of the week, which would you choose? I think Welcome Into State Managers is definitely the best, the best entry point. hundred percent. I think like the variety on it, the one, this this sort of the one that was on my my list that didn't make for you that we haven't talked about yet is um is Super Collider which ah uh, yeah uh, Elliot mine and Sam's mate will probably crucify me for this but it could almost be an Oasis song <laughs> and it's like it's the variety what I'm getting at is it's the variety on that album to go from all kinds of time to Stacey's mum to Super yeah. Collider which are all just Hack and totally sack. different. And no one said, yeah, hey, Julie, you can piss off. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'm surprised by that choice because if it was up to me, and I would have chosen Utopia Parkway. I think either are fine, aren't they? And I think that's yeah. reflected in all of our lists in that it's pretty heavy yeah. from the first three albums, mm. isn't it? There's... Yeah, that first record's so good, though, as well. And I'd tell you why else I liked them so much was that no one else knew who they were. Me and Stuart yeah, had yeah. seen them on top of the Pops too, and that was it. And like, so there's, you, you know, when you get a band that no one else knows and it's yours. Yeah. And then you yeah. keep, and you do keep hold of them a bit tighter. Yeah. Absolutely. So, that, so you, so you, so you two would have both gotten from me. Mm. So I win. Well, <laughs> so Jason, for our record of the week this week, you've chosen Welcome Interstate Managers by Fainters of Wayne. Thank you very much. Yeah. yeah. So, nice. right. Are we done? I'm done, I reckon. Right. Thank Jace, thanks very much for coming on. Yeah, Bring cheers, Jace. Wayne Tunes. No worries. Cheers, Rob. Cheers, Sam. Nice to speak to you, buddy. See you, mate. Cheers, mate.